The final rosters are here. Pros for Tom is gone, and I am told Robin is not happy today. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is Lockdown Coyotes, number one daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes. I am your host, Robin Leonio, alongside Matthew Jacobson. We want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube, on the SiriusXM radio app, and ad-free on Amazon Music. Got a great show on today's episode. We're going to talk a little bit about the Coyotes final roster, Matthew. Um, again, I got a little rant coming later today about something else, but let's get let's let's get the you know the important Coyotes meet out of the way uh, as we talk about again. The final roster has been submitted, and it mm-hmm. is a lot of things have changed up since we last spoke yesterday. Yeah. Uh, first off. I, I'm never going to understand paper transactions. I think via cap friendly, the Coyotes got some cap relief for waving Boyd, but he still made the opening night roster. They are running with 13 forwards, seven defensemen. Uh, both Kalia Chanuk and Kessel Ring were sent down alongside Victor Soderstrom. And Craig Morgan reported it was Josh Brown and Travis Dermott that uh, were the ones that were a little banged up. But everyone should be good to go for opening uh, game against it's the Devils on Thursday, correct? Or or am I still a day off? Um, I think it's. I might, I might still be a day off. Yeah, I think it's Friday. Apologies, I, I typically work six to seven days a week. I and yeah, days don't mean fun. anything to me anymore. I mean, you're close. <laughs> you're close. <laughs> you're definitely close. Uh, and and then we had the waiver claim, Prozy. Ivan Prozatov was claimed by the Colorado Avalanche, so he is no longer with the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, and on Twitter, I got the year he joined the team off by one year. It was uh, a 1920, not 1819. He joined, so I want to acknowledge that. Hey, that's fair. I mean, you're 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 pretty close. Again, you just yeah. you just tend to be off. You just you tend to be off by just maybe a little bit. I'm getting old. That's all. <laughs> not sponsored. I'm gonna try to cover up my cup. I just, I just got dinner. But yeah, uh, I, I'm getting old and I don't like it. Yeah, it's interesting too. One of the things that is not listed like on cap friendly, but you know, kind of going around. Um, well, I mean, I guess I guess it is on cap friendly. It's just not on the cap friendly web page. It was actually on the. I was looking through Twitter or X, as we now call it now. Um, one X, by the way. Yes, one X. Um, the uh, ish Because it shows under the like regular cat-friendly page that Anson Thornton is still the third goaltender. If you looked at the final roster, but the Coyotes posted on X, it has only two, and it's it, it's uh, it's Veggie and Ingram. Um, so everyone wonders, okay, what's going on with Anson Thornton? It is our understanding that he is put getting put, put on uh, the uh, season opening injured reserve, so he's essentially just kind of they can't send them they can't send them back to juniors or anywhere else because well he's on the injured reserve what's the reason no well, no yeah and and well i i think 
I think we know the the reason is like generically. Uh, I think you're not allowed to waive injured players and send them down. So I think he had. I think he literally has to be on, yeah. on the opening IR. Uh, but that also opens up an opportunity because there is obviously Tucson has uh, has a, their own ability to sign contracts. I I, uh, I I I can say for certain they at least have another goalie down there, but it's not like an NHL contract. And uh, Thornton definitely looks like, uh, with my own eyes, I can I can probably confirm he'll be going down to Tucson this year with with Prozvatov, uh, being gone. That was a really really weird thing to walk into this morning, but uh, yeah, no. So he'll probably as soon as he is good to go off of the season opening IR, go down to Tucson. I think Tucson season starts just like five days after the Coyotes, right? They got a little, little bit of extra time. It's usually about a week delay. Usually about a week delay. All I know is one thing is for, is guaranteed. Is it interesting? It happens to be this way that their opening nights are the exact same. Oh, they're they're at home. Yeah, because I, I remember I was I, I kind of want to go to the Tucson opening night to cover it. Uh, I think the Coyotes open early, and and the Tucson's later. So try to get to both. You're like, hey, I mean, that would be an interesting. That would be interesting. We could we'll, we'll see. I mean, I'm already going to be down in Tucson that weekend. I'm not going to be there at the Roadrunners game. I can guarantee you that. Uh, I got a uh, other event I will be attending that uh, that evening. Comic Con. Um, Robin's going to Comic Con. No. <laughs> anyway, uh, do you do, do you want to move on to talking about my retirement from the show, Robin? <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't, I, I didn't know you were getting that. I think people like, forget what got me here in the first place. Remember, was the, was the like I said, remember what I said in the last episode, Matthew? <laughs> this show is like Hotel California. You can check out anytime you like, but you can never leave. I'm just not allowed to leave. I... <laughs> nope. You are not allowed to leave. See, I let Carl leave because we came into a mutual understanding and uh, we replaced him with you. But you can never leave. I- I'm not allowed to leave. Uh, uh, unfortunately, you guys are stuck with me, and uh, I, I'm, I'm just gonna address it right here. Um, I make that joke at least once every two to three months. <laughs> at, at this point, if you're not in on it, I, I don't know what to say. Yeah, and Matthew, and Matthew tends to make a lot of other jokes on X because uh, that's the way he is. Uh, if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. That's exactly what I was referencing to. <laughs> I I, just, I I love the amount of my followers that like they understand the the, the I'm, I'm a bit of a menace to society and they'll join in like one of my favorites has to be uh not wait, locked on is not condoning any social media behavior but I think Nordique's hater is hilarious so like people like that jump in join in on the joke and I always appreciate it, people like that and and see it's funny because like <laughs> I think if everyone knows you're not serious um because we can tell the difference between hey if you actually you know like get a credible news source and actually report on something or give us give us some actual legitimate information versus just flat out trolling is honestly hilarious <laughs> i threw in glendale which which yes theoretically all right and this this is public information i'm not breaking anything Theoretically, the Coyotes could go back to Glendale. There is a pathway. It is pro- it is zero. It is like, yeah, it's like yeah, it's 
there has to be a lot of different things that happen go down that route but no yeah it's it's not gonna happen um you said theoretically it could but it's not um and but that is the that was the like the giveaway that anyone should have realized that you shouldn't have taken it you shouldn't take something like that seriously i know everyone appreciated it it's just kind of funny you gotta know you have to you have to you know lighten up a little bit (laughs) robin got added so (laughs) at the locked on twitter robin got added as as if everyone wasn't in on it (laughs) yeah i I got, I mean, I, I got, I got added. I got DN, like I got DN by some people, but you know, I. Uh, what do you want me to do? Fire me. That's what they want. <laughs> look, look, I yeah, it, it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. All right, but the entire reason I'm here is because I have a sense of humor, and uh, if I if I do try to put forth information, I hear the same, literally the exact same people just get mad anyway. So I'm gonna have fun. I I, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, and I, everyone everyone knows the re- one of the reasons I brought in Matt is because he is obnoxious and annoying. I said it. I wow. said it. <laughs> every girlfriend's told me that. Every classmate. Every teacher. Every boss. Coworker. Dog. If they could talk. <laughs> but it, but here in the podcast world, it's a good thing because it, uh, it 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 creates some engagement, and we love to see it. But. <laughs> Anyways, we're getting way too 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 far off. Um, we got more to get to on this episode of Locked On Coyotes. We're going to talk about uh, Ivan Prozovatov. We mentioned it earlier in the seg- in this first segment, but we're going to get to a little bit more of that, plus a couple other things um, that are kind of pertinent to what we all have to get to you for you all. Uh, we'll get all to that in just a minute. But first, a quick break to hear from our sponsors on today's show. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. I know I can tell you right now that buying buying from Game Time makes things so easily because you can even you know toggle something called all-in pricing. Well, they won't surprise you with fees or anything like that. It'll give you the lowest price guaranteed. And I'll tell you, hey, this is the price that you were going to pay. Nothing added, nothing more. Uh, and it's just, it's it's super convenient. So I can actually expect what I'm paying for. And it also has event cancellation protection, job loss protection, a lot of different things to make sure that you are protected and make sure that you can also enjoy your game. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app and create an account and use the code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, Matt, let's continue as we talk about, you know, the Arizona Coyotes uh, final roster. Uh, just before, I could say on, like, was it Sunday night or whatever it was, we were talking about it, and Ivan Prosvetov being... Um, being waived and like okay we kind of knew this was going to happen because mm-hmm. he was gonna um he's gonna go get sent down and he's going to get uh and, and he's gonna and he's gonna go go down to the tucson roadrunners mm-hmm. or so we thought within the 24-hour window it has been it was sources were confirmed that ivan prosvetov was claimed 
off waivers by the Colorado Avalanche. So Prosotas, for the time being, time is done with Arizona. And it's it's funny um, because there, there there's quite a bit of Coyotes fans that were freaking out about uh, whenever Prosotov goes off and wins a Stanley Cup with Colorado or whatever, uh, which I guess is theoretically possible, but I'm I, I'm not taking that bet. Um, it it kind of sucks for me as a fan of Prosy. You know, I've been watching for a few years now. Really wanted right. to make make it through here, and his numbers I have him up right here. They were getting better overall. Like his state percentage went up every single year. Uh, only slightly from last year to the year prior. And if he didn't have those couple of really bad games, it would have been like 9-13. So he would have had a really good save percentage at the end of last year. Uh, the goals against was finally below four last year, and he uh, had the winning record. He got his first win last year. Uh, th- there was definitely some stuff to build on. In that stint last year, he was showing that there was some stuff that, that he could work that you could work with here at the NHL level, but he had not shown that he was an NHL-level goaltender and while I still have faith in the kid to make it, um, I, I I just have reason to believe now that, that he wasn't exactly going to be part of the, the future of the team unless you saw something really big out of him this year in Tucson. And unfortunately, he's not going to get the opportunity. However, uh, I, I am a little shocked Tampa Bay didn't pick him up because they seem to love Russian goalies. Yeah, and they yeah. also, you know, they're, they, they're going to lose their goalie for – what uh, Vasilevsky's got for was it two months or am I a little wrong in the timeline there? Maybe. Something like that. I know he's gonna miss some time. Yeah, it's just so like I, something like that. Um, what's interesting is yeah, thinking about that is thinking that um, I I believe it's what yeah, it is like that. Francois is right now is out for Colorado. That's yep. why that's why the Avs took him. And everyone's like, oh, is he's just gonna go play for the color or the Colorado Eagles? No. Because then they have, then the the Avalanche have to wait, have to wave him again, and yeah, so he has to be on the NHL roster. And the reason why they did it is because Francois, or Francois, however you pronounce it, Francois, apparently, Francois, <laughs> France, how that he's injured, right? It's because he's injured. Um, so people say, hey, there's a possibility of reunion if. Um, France France gets get gets brought back, right? And he he gets injured and he he get, recovers from his injury and he's back. Um, it's a possibility, but don't don't bank on it. Yeah, like don't plan for it. But uh, also feel free to correct me in the comments if I'm wrong. Don't doesn't the the team that that waive them get first priority if they are back on waivers in that that certain period of time? So technically, the Coyotes could put in another claim for him, and then because he was already waived, they can send him to Tucson without having to waive him again. I had to check the rules about that. I I think um, there was a lot of complications when it comes to the waiver wire rules, and especially if it goes to um, a predicament like that. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to find out, though. It'll be interesting to see exactly how it all works. Um, because especially because you know as of right now there is no other goaltender to tandem alongside Velalta in the Tucson Roadrunners. I mean, there, there, there technically is, <laughs> but it would be it's it's an AHL goaltender. It's just a just someone's on the AHL roster. 
like for True. Tucson, not for the not for the Coyotes. Yeah. yeah. By the way, I took a look. Uh, I was kind of like trying to read a little bit more about Anson Thornton, and mm-hmm. I mean the reason why I mentioned earlier in the first segment, there's a chance he gets sent back to juniors after he's back. Because even though he's 20 years old, apparently there's like some players can stay until 21 because of, you know, certain rules. Maybe goaltenders make a different or like different because there's very few roster spots and whatever. Um, I, I really take- hope they don't send him back to juniors because like, especially if that sp- that spot is open up now. And Craig Morgan did report that, that sorry to cut you off, by the way, uh, Craig Morgan did report that they're looking into their options. Cause obviously if they could trade for another young goalie, they'll, they'll probably do that. But I just, I right now without inside information, I'd be a little surprised if they didn't try him at, at the AHL level and sent him right back down to juniors with the, the spot opening up yeah. now. But in a way though, I have to say this, even though, like you said, you had a lot of praise for, for Ivan Prozvatov and all this, this like, doesn't this kind of solve the problem that we were kind of worried about? Kind of, because, you know, it's no secret. Like, this, this again, this is not breaking news or anything. It's it's no secret that the Coyotes drafting so many goalies this most recent draft, we said it on this show, it was clearly to send a message that essentially any goalie in the system right now is replaceable. Mm-hmm. And they want to make sure they have that depth of that position. Uh, I, I suppose that I was just tunnel vision they want to get a fire lit under ivan but they also wanted to make sure they had plenty of extra goaltenders you know coming into the tucson system over the next i think it's three to four years because a lot of these guys will be in juniors or or wherever else i think one of them's a college goalie uh don't don't quote me on that they drafted too many goalies they're all they're all off the top of my head so it's it's no secret that they wanted to send that message and restock the cupboards um with ivan being that main Kind of, is he going to get that consistency? Is he going to show all that upside and take over the backup job? Or is he going to flame out and you're going to have to move on from another goaltending prospect? Uh, That was kind of the biggest question in the depth goalie perspective with the roster. And now you don't have to answer that anymore. And I just got to be like, all right, where uh, I I, I know Coronan's not ready. He was loaned two years ago, but he's not ready to play in the AHL yet. But it's pretty much right now it's Coronan. And uh, and Thornton that have the the biggest opportunities to to establish themselves in the system right now before like Rabble and and a couple other guys mm, exactly. really start to come in into their own here. It's gonna be surely interesting to see exactly how it plays out. Um, but hey, you know we'll see what uh, you know what uh, what Volalta is able to do because I feel like that's going to um, kind of play into a lot of a lot of that too and see exactly what he's capable of in tucson as we can as we mentioned yesterday that this tucson that the tucson team is going to be poised for a really strong year um and especially because dylan gunther is down there and and a lot of other players are down are now down there to to uh (coughs) to make that you know to add to add it all Mm -hmm. yeah it's in and they have Pretty much everything but the goaltending figured out because Volalta was brought in to be AHL goalie, but he was kind of brought it was it was accepted that he was brought in to be the AHL backup. So they, they do need to figure out what's gonna go on there. But you bring him in as insurance, they have time. Because whatever mm-hmm. AHL goalie they have that's behind him for right now, before either Thornton gets sent down or they get another prospect or sign another guy to, to go behind him, that's what they brought him in for. As the insurance, and now you have that insurance. 
Absolutely. Last thing I want to mention about the uh, final roster and everything like that. I didn't mention it earlier, but we should probably mention it now. Is um, we find out that I believe it was what Brown and Dermot actually found. Okay, they're actually good to go. Mm-hmm. Um, for so they those were the players that were rumored to be um injured at the time. That's why they brought up Kessel Ring and um, I'm blanking. Who else was it? It was Kessel Ring and Kalia Chanak, and then yeah. them too, and as well a- as Sodashum got sent down today. Yeah, yeah, they all got sent down. And Sodashum getting sent down again and doesn't surprise you or I. And and that's not a red flag thing. Like he he's still young. He has a lot to prove. He does. But I, I like the way he was he was willing to shoot a little more in that preseason game against Anaheim. As long as he starts to get that killer instinct back, he already has the puck moving down. He's been doing that much more solidly, uh, as well as the defense is looking better. I I would expect that if he's going to make the NHL roster, he might squeak out a spot like either at the end of the season or next year. And as I, and as we mentioned too, that also. Um, so it's another problem we were looking at. It's like, we're like, wait, so the Coyotes is going to have like 10 defensemen on their <laughs> roster on opening night. No, nope, they're going to so confuse. No, no, they're going to go. It's, it's going to be seven. They have seven, <laughs> seven defensemen. So makes it easy. Yeah. Seven defensemen, 13 forwards. Like they have a standard roster. <laughs> they, right. they don't have like 12 defensemen. We're going to run out there with like half a third line. <laughs> allegedly. They, allegedly. They, I, I, don't know, I don't know what Tournier is going to pull. They're gonna do a uh, instead of a an eleven seven. They're gonna run a uh, a ten eight. <laughs> Stupid! I can see him doing it though. I can see him doing an entire extra D pair. Absolutely. Well, we're gonna continue this episode of Lockdown Coyotes in just a bit. I'm upset about something, and I'm gonna go from this happy bit to a pretty app ticked off. We're gonna get to that in just a minute, but first, a quick word from my sponsors on today's show. And today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. Snap into action NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a bet of $5. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been joining, if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get into the action. The app is easy to use with a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, we'll continue this episode of Lockdown Coyotes. Before I get to that, I want to thank everyone for making this show first listen every day. We're free and available everywhere you get your podcasts. For your next listen, just be sure to check out Lockdown Diamondbacks as they are uh, in the NLDS against the Los Angeles Dodgers. And as the time of this recording, uh, they looks like they are set to uh, to take a they two won. nothing series. <laughs> oh, they won. There it is. A two nothing they series won. lead. So this was that just happened live. So two nothing series lead. Um, literally just what as since it's what the best of five. One more win and they're in, and they're in. So be sure to check out Lockdown Diamondbacks. Really good. One guy. more really, win. You just gotta. So be sure to check them out. Be sure to check out Locked On Diamondbacks after you finish listening to uh, today's episode. But let's get to why I'm upset, Matthew. The NHL has been making a lot of moves in the last few months about these special initiatives, Pride Month or or, or, you know Pride Nights or Military Appreciation Nights or everything like that. We all knew about this months ago when they said, "Hey, you can't wear the jerseys," but you know. You know, pregame jerseys, special pregame jerseys. And everyone was upset about mm-hmm. that. I was upset about it at the time. And I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to live with it because at least the team can still have pride nights. Players can still use pride tape. Everything one of these, like, 
people can you can make an individual thing. That's fine. Okay. And then, you know, I just saw recently too that it was a, reported apparently that there was a memo reached out teams wanted uh you know, clarification on these ter- on a lot of these things that were mentioned of what's being banned and what's not. And, and apparently in this memo there was a factor considered that regards whether a player is required to be in close proximity to any groups or individuals visibly or otherwise being associated with such groups. That was what they were wondering about. And essentially in this memo, it says players shall not be required to be in close proximity to any individuals clearly associated with special initiatives like pride night or the LGBT community. Like, so that's the first thing I'm upset about. Essentially, they were saying, hey, like a play, like a player can choose not to interact with someone just because, you know, they associate with a certain community. Um, again, in this case, which I'm, I'm more specifically going to towards, you know, pride. What about the what about these teams who have employees who are uh, of LGBT identities or what about reporters who are who are gay or trans who are trying to get like they could choose not to interact with those people just because they don't they don't agree with that like what everyone has jobs to get done and I think that and again it adds even more again you know you can even had other events for Pride Night that they could potentially you know they think that someone could say hey I don't want to be near them so what where does where does the line draw on this that's why I'm upset I'm gonna leave leave it at that for one but one more thing i want to add on is the fact that apparently even earlier yesterday on monday it was also an additional thing essentially we're saying that the nhl players cannot even use pride tape during warm-ups or during the games or whatever it might be when they're at when they're on the ice when they're on the ice no pride tape can be used at all the end the nhl is banning people from simply using rainbow colored tape matthew like why like what is the harm in just rainbow color tape it's an individual decision by the players i don't even understand like it like what because it's gonna upset some another player that someone's using pride tape it's just rainbow tape and then it's there to help somebody else somebody who's a fan feel comfortable because like hey that person is a supporter and now they're gonna ban that i'm why well, the, the the reason is obvious. They want to avoid controversy, like just just straight up. There there is no, uh, there there is no debating it. They the NHL doesn't like the headlines. They don't like, oh, you know, this game and that game became about this player, or that player that was or wasn't wearing the jersey. So instead of just the the step that they make, like okay, well, we're not going to force someone essentially. Then they're like, now nah, we'll just ban all of it, which is kind of stupid. Like to me, banning the entire concept to get rid of all specialty jerseys. That was dumb. Like if if X player doesn't want to wear the jersey, fine. I think I think you're being kind of a baby about it, but you know what? Fine. Yeah. You mm-hmm. you could do you. But then banning the entire thing, I think, was really dumb. And then now with the tape, look, legitimately from and this is this is just going to be my own personal beliefs here. Who does it harm if X player wants to put on the pride tape? Like it. Let's let's say. You know, the teammates in the locker room, there are two players that just are super religious. They they, they think, you know, it, it's a sin, this or that, whatever, and they don't want to put the pride tape on. Okay, those two don't have to. Why does everyone else have to have their ability to do that if they choose taken away? Like, to, it's stupid. It's because they want they don't want controversy, but 
all this is doing is putting a tighter grip on the players and essentially being like, no, you, you can't express anything. And warm up pride tape? Really? That's th- that's what the big problem is? That's that's what we need to, to ban? Like, it's stupid. It's, like, it's, again, if you don't want to, fine, but why the hell ruin it for everyone? Why, exactly. does, why can no one do like, it? And, and like I mentioned, too, it's like – a certain player deciding to put pride tape on their stick is a personal choice. Mm-hmm. You know, he, you know, here, you know, in a rec leagues, you know, everyone has pride tape in my league, but that's a, that's a whole separate thing. It's not the National Hockey League. Mm-hmm. Here, people are watching, right? And like I mentioned, there might be someone like an LGBT hockey player, an LGBT fan who might be like, who might just be not able to live themselves because they they see this happening. They see it being banned. If this was not the case, they if they was they see a player out there wearing pride, you know, don't use having pride tape on their stick, mm-hmm. it'd be like that person is ally, is an ally. There's people in the hockey community who actually see that I exist and support of support me for who I am. It makes it easier to be able to be queer in hockey. But apparently that's making too controversial. It, but now they're making it hard. Now they're making it so much harder, and I and that's why I'm so pissed. And everyone knows exactly, you know, maybe even may hits a little more home to me because everyone, most people who listen, very well know Matthew that I'm mm-hmm. transgender, right? People know this. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a secret. I posted on my ex profile. Like, so what? It, it was, like, ah, it's it just baffles me. Just really baffles me. I'll just never understand the mindset of people that go out of their way to treat people differently because they're they're white, black, gay, straight, whatever. I just, I, I don't understand what people like, have a problem with when it comes to like things you can't change about yourself. I just I, I'll, I'll never understand it. I'll, I'll never understand why this needs to be a big deal. Why we need to ban stuff like it, it, it's free expression. And again. I am not a proponent for forcing someone if they don't want to, but I am heavily against even more restrictions and not allowing players on on Pride Night to just for warmups for what what is it ten minutes? Like it's the same thing with, with the jerseys again. Again, I don't see an issue with wearing them on the ice for for you know, for warmups. I, I I don't understand why this had to become a big issue. It's 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 really stupid, and and. Again, everyone's entitled to their beliefs. I, I understand that, but just because you are allowed to believe this or that does not mean everyone else should have to be restricted in what they can do to express themselves. Like it, it's yeah, I, I I don't understand it, and I think this is a really stupid move that that the NHL is doing their normal. We have to overcorrect, and while I understand what is likely the catalyst, they don't want the bad headlines. All this does is create more of that, and it's the self fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, it, and I think what gets you know what gets me too, because like going into this season, mm-hmm. uh, the Arizona Coyotes Pride Night is early in the season, October twenty seventh. So it's like only a week after their home opener, and mm-hmm. um, my my thing was okay. Let's see what the Coyotes do. It's like maybe someone like Keller, right? From my understanding, Kelly and Keller is a you know he's a he's he's a he's a supporter of the LGBT community and a lot of other you know a decent amount of other players. Like Bison's like, hey, maybe they wear pride at least pride tape for a warm up, or maybe they wear pride, maybe they have pride tape on the stick for for the game because hey, you know that's also that's technically allowed. Um, mm-hmm. 
you know, and that would show that would show the fans at Mold Arena that they're supporters. But now that that's fan, that's not there. What exactly is is the atmosphere going to be like at Pride Night at the Mold Arena? Because like you, the players can't do anything. It's just going to be the arena itself, which is fine. You know, you're still supporting, but like the idea is that the league is the league and the team is supporting these people. You know. It's like having rock and roll night, but you can't play rock music. Like it, it, it's pointless. It makes no sense. It, it's, it's dumb. It's, it's, it's really stupid because it, if you have the themed night, like sure, fine, whatever. Oh, you can't wear. You can have pride tape like the other eighty-one games. Who cares? But the one game that that's your themed night. It, it, it takes yeah. away the entire point of the theme night and again, because that they can't all, even get in on it. And not only that, too, is going with the thing I mentioned earlier. And I know we're running overtime on this, but at this point, like, I'm trying to try to make sure I get my point out, my point across. And when I go once again to what I said earlier, the bit that says players shall not be required to be in close proximity to any indiv- individuals clearly associated with such initiatives. So you're saying, you know, what? You can't have, like, a, you know, a gay men's core like choir um do the national anthem because it one of the players says it, go, it goes against my beliefs like where again like i said on that where do you draw the line the nhl really shouldn't have a line on this like like yes like i i everyone is allowed to associate or not associate with whoever they want for literally whatever reason but when you put it that into the word of of the NH like into, into the code, it goes from being a thing where the team is celebrating. You as an individual don't have to. You don't have to support this or that, and you can just be quiet about it because it's if you if you have nothing productive to say, it really isn't a reason to talk in that context. It goes from that to now we have to literally endorse discrimination, where no one should be doing that. Like again free to associate with whoever you want for whatever reason anyone can be as personally whatever they want to be but when you have the league endorsing it that is a problem in my opinion that is really weird and it feels like that's a step backwards because it goes from you're free to do what you want to actually you can literally league approved just be discriminatory and i i'm uncomfortable with that I, I don't like that idea because it, it it's literally endorsing negative behavior as opposed to just you do you, which is the only thing the NHL should be in a situation like this. So I just, yeah. And I don't get it. And last thing I'll say on this mm-hmm. is, you know, they're what they're, what they're overall saying is yeah, the course, the, the ban on, you know, pride tape, maybe it's, they were doing like ban on quote specialty tape or whatever. Or that that's all like all these added memos are essentially it's mainly it's mainly geared towards specifically that because what like like no one's going to be yelling about, you know, banning uh, like no one's going to be trying to no, no one puts camo tape on military appreciation night. No one does other color tape for certain nights. Mm hmm. It is only specifically for this. That's why I'm even more upset because because it used to be all right, just the jerseys. You know, no worries, no harm, no foul. Again, mm-hmm. I was still upset about that. But you add these extra bits, and I, you can tell where that discrimination is going. 
It's going to get geared almost very specifically towards this. And I, I think, like, without trying to be like, like, like that is the only reason why it's bad. But like that is the main reason why this is as bad in my eyes because it's only targeting one really. Like, like, for example, I can criticize the cops, right? But no one is going to be like, uh, like, no one's wearing like, you know, cop themed tape or whatever for like first responders night. They do like the little banner around. They do the the morgue jerseys. So it's like this really is actually the only thing that does the specialty tape, and it's such a small, stupid thing. And just like, like, to try to tie it into something just to show how insignificant the tape actually is. People like actually distracting things like an ad on a jersey. That's a okay. Tape on a hockey stick. That if you are so offended by it, which you can be if you want, I guess. But if you're so offended by it, you literally can't even see it on the TV. Something as insignificant as just the players individually choosing to put tape on their stick, and 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 that it, it, it's it's targeted. Like there, there isn't another context where they do that. It's targeted, and like it, it's not a conspiracy theory. Like I, I wish it was, but it's not. Like there, there isn't any other examples of this. There just isn't. It isn't, and it really. At, at least with me. the jerseys, there was multiple specialty jerseys. At least they had first responders, they had military, they had whatever. They at least had those. There isn't an equivalent here. There isn't, and it, again, that's that. It's again one of the main reasons why this just really it's really upsetting. Not to me, but to a lot of people out in the hockey world who are supporters of the community and just, and just you know just in general just support individuality and support you know loving each other i just don't understand it i'm gonna end this show now because i know we're you know we're over how long we we normally should be doing a show but i had to get this out there because i feel like it's important and again i'm just ticked off anyways yeah, and you're, and you're you know it's more than okay for you to feel like that because it literally is just an unnecessary stupid decision yeah, i the justification yeah, absolutely. Well, that's going to be it for today's episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review. To like, comment, and subscribe if you have yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube, on the CUXXM radio app, ad-free on Amazon Music. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash LockedOnCoyotes. And on X at LO underscore Coyotes. I'm personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Matthew Jacobson is at the AZ Sports Guy. Buyer beware. <laughs> Be, beware of my memes. Interact <laughs> with us. Ask a question you might have. We might answer right back or in a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. Today's episode, hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. Oh,